Peace and blessings. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating and respecting those who've come and laid the groundwork for this culture that we celebrate called hip hop. Join us at HeritageHipHop.com to not miss any of this great content. And on today's episode, we talk to a world famous producer, someone who's traveled this country and going international with his talents. Today we talk to Stan Ipkiss, CEO of Headphone Therapy, extraordinary producer and a man of very few words, but today we got him in a special interview. So make sure you relax and enjoy this wonderful episode, and I'll come back with the rest of my commentary when the interview is finished. Once again, we had some technical difficulties, but not only do we fight through the technical difficulties, we make sure we bring y'all the best content when it comes to hip-hop conversation. And like I said, not only do we introduce you to artists, we want to be that platform that respects all aspects of the culture. Dancers, graffiti artists, uh, fashion, etc. And the gentleman I have on today is one that takes the culture outside of its domain when it comes to his geographical place and takes it all around the, the country and even travels the world with his skill as well. So without further ado, I like to bring up Mr. Stan Ipkiss on the screen. Yep. There you go. Looks better. There you go. What's going on, bro? I'm here. You know, like you said, it's a little technical difficulties, but I'm here. Hey man, everything happens on, 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 on in its purpose. So we don't we don't fret that, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Now, for everybody who doesn't know who Stan Ipkiss is, I could give them my testimony. Why don't you tell the people who you are? I am a producer from Newark, New Jersey, born and raised. Um, you know, I just love music. I like to just sit back and create and just do what I do. Scumbag, what's up? That's right. And all you're not new to this. You've been on here before, but this was never really about your personal story without anybody else. Yeah, I was always with someone I, I was producing for. Yeah, yeah. So this is a treat for me. Am I your first solo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shit, that's a blessing within itself mm -hmm. right there. I, I'm flabbergasted. Thank you. Thank you. You're the, you're the first. You didn't you didn't broke the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though, before we get into the interview, I want to say I want to thank you for rocking with me from the beginning. I mean, the first time we really sat down and did something, it was the headphone therapy photo shoot at the office on was it Bergen? Stuyvesant? One of them, one of them streets, Sanford, Sanford, Sanford. Sanford, Sanford. We was on Sanford, mm -hmm. and, and and what was what was it was I forgot the name of the song that came on. Shout out to Tanya Champagne checking in. She called Shay, What's up, Mama? man. But mm -hmm. but we we went back today, and that's when my camera skills were pretty pretty low. <laughs> yeah, bless you, Tanya. And mm -hmm. I I could say that as a professional because you got to start from somewhere and you elevate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I gotta say thank you to you first, not only for rocking with me from the beginning, but challenging me to step my game up. Always, this is what I do. Yeah, even, as, I, even as a producer, I always challenge people to come out of their comfort zone. And I'm happy you do that because now you're taking your own advice. 
And oh, that's yeah. and that's where a lot of us get things wrong. We give people our opinion, not knowing that whenever you point the finger, you got three pointing back at you, which means you got to do for self as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, before the interview started, I just wanted to say thank you for that first, because you are very much appreciated. And when I give my speech on some red carpet one day, your name, BQ, shout out to Brian. I was just with him two minutes ago. Brian, you, damn, Zay, Grump, Seven, Black Diamond, and so many people I have to say thank you to. And I just wanted to give you that before we get deep into the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to have some fun. Now it's time to have some fun. So everybody knows your producer. For those of y'all who don't know, we'll get into his work in a minute. But right now, I want to ask you a question. What is music? As far as what? I'm asking you. To me, is is a feeling. is is a way of life. It's um, it's how I. It's how is the reason I'm still alive today. Is is why I'm not in jail. Is why I'm not on the streets. It's why a lot of people are, you know, here today because music saves lives as well as you know they bring back memories. You can hear a note and it'll bring back a whole memory to something you can hear a song and it'll bring back it bring you back to a place where you know something magical happened or anything like that music is is life to me it's it's you know we have a heartbeat you know it's it's life so we all we all move to music we all move to rhythm so that's 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 what music is to me you know what's funny about music Music is one of the few expressions that borders all a language and a, and a, and a science at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear music, music can speak to you, right? And also music can bring harmonies and other mathematical and scientific equations into your body. So to be a, a musician or a producer, you have to be some type of an alchemist to me. Because wherever that gift comes from, I don't know how y'all brains are wired where you can say, I could take this sound, I could take this sound, I could do this, I could do this. That's a superhuman, that's a superhuman trait. When did your superhuman power first exist within you, not you showing your talent? Um, I was I, I was told I was about three years old when I first started playing the drums. Um I, I can remember always loving music, like from day one, as far back as I can remember, music has been a big part of my life. I've been raised in a musical family where all my everybody in my family has a musical talent. You know, my mo- my mother, my grandmother, my uncles, they were they were in a gospel group. I used to sit in, you know, in the front row and watch them do their thing. And, you know, it just always spoke to me. So I know I I would say back then I, I would never think that I would be doing what I do now. You know, as far as making a whole, a whole production, anything like that. I just I just used to like to play the drums back then when I was you know when I was younger. Um, and here I am, <laughs> a fucking producer. That's that's amazing though, because we were always see. In the diaspora, music was the saving grace of God's people. 
And it was because of the drum. It was because of the beat. It was because of the message within the music itself that brought people to survive gross atrocities that we still do with today. Right? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to music being inside and outside of us at the same time, the question I have to ask you is, what did music feel like besides you doing it? How did it how did it introduce its feeling to you, not just you learning of it? Introduced its feeling. I gotta um I gotta say this. When I first felt music, um, I'm trying to trying to put it into words because you don't you, you can't really put it into words. When you, the words you want to speak, you speak it through music. Like I'm a I'm an introvert, so I don't really speak too much. I speak through my music, so I can't really explain how music felt to me. All I know is it when it hits you, it hits you, and depending on you know your I guess your gift, your talent, or whatever you were meant to do in life, music is going to do something to you. So what it did to me was it never left my soul. So again, from childhood to now, music has always been a big, big part of big part of my life. From my family to the people around me to me always wearing headphones, you know, like some retarded kid. That's just me. That's just me. I'm, I, I am. I am music. Well, I will say this though, music is a religion too, and I'm not saying when I when I say religion, I'm looking into it as the purest form of religion. Your religion is your daily practice that you do, um, subconsciously, not even consciously. Like, if you smoke weed all day, your religion is weed. If you read, your religion is knowledge. If you create music, your religion is the perfect marriage of creation and harmonies through the ether that we call the universe or you call God, right? And for me, music first hit me when I met Michael Jackson. No, I ain't really meet him and shake his hand or nothing. But when I first heard Michael Jackson's voice, that's when for me, music became alive. Because as a young man, we had MTV. MTV didn't play black folks. Mm -hmm. So when Michael Jackson came on the screen, it was like, oh, who is that? And that's when music started to open up to me. And then I listened to everybody else. As a person who was already creating music by hitting the beat and had music in his soul, is there an artist that made you open up to want to know more about music than what you experienced in your in your life at that time? Really? You just said them. No, but I want your story. Yes. Michael motherfucking Jackson. So I, I still remember. Um, oh, my God. I was I was so young. I was so young. My mother uh, had um, Thriller. She had Thriller. So I think the first song I heard was uh, Billie Jean. When I first when I first heard that that was the first Michael Jackson song I heard was Billie Jean. When I first heard that, um, you know, we had the records and she would just play throughout the house, cleaning up or whatever. She let the whole Thriller album play. But Michael, but um, 
Billie Jean was the first song I heard. When I, when I first heard them, his music, and then when I seen them on screen, I was hooked from day one to this day. To this day, he is still my inspiration, my biggest, you know, artist. Like to this day, I still, he still inspires me, even after death. So mm. Michael Jackson was was one of one of I'm gonna say one of my first inspirations, as far as music goes. Mm. Besides, okay. you know, my family, high group, all like that. But him, yeah. Now. Keeping the keeping the line of lineage, like I said, because we're gonna do this interview correctly. Okay. You were you were born with a musical gene. Music is spiritual as it is an architecture of expression and talent through rhythm, right? We were taught a lie because of the diaspora that kept us alive through music, which came out fairly 20 years ago recently that said we were a nation of kings and queens whereas some of the most important people in our in our society were not kings and queens they were musicians and griots the mm -hmm. musician brought joy brought pain brought suffrage to an end also brought lamentations to the people when they went through pain the musician not only helped us celebrate the beginning of life but the musician also helped us escort our dead to the next world as we let go. Since you've created music, what did you learn about yourself that was important? And what did you learn about yourself that you share with the world when you create music? You know, you know, your, you know, your questions sometimes, <laughs> they, they, they're a little out there, but I, I fuck with it. I look like we froze, but that was a hell of a compliment, don't y'all think? Okay, okay you back. <laughs> All right, we go. Yeah, this, the screen blacked out or whatever. Yeah, so you said, repeat that question again. I want to know, what did you learn about yourself as this music came out of you? So let's start there. What did you learn about yourself? Let's go, go there. Then I'm pretty good at it. That I get I get better with each beat I make. I as far as music goes, I I I don't think it taught me anything personal. It just you know I separate music and personal, but even though it connects, but I, I I separate it. Music is music, personal is personal. It just taught me, you know what I say? It taught me to keep going. Okay. It, it taught me to you know. When you when you do things when you do something long enough you, you you have no choice but to get better at it, no choice. So the more I the more I did music, I, I, a lot of time I think back to my first beats I made. I listen, I still have them, I still have them. I listen to those and then I hear myself now, like, come on, <laughs> like come on. Okay. I'm a fucking monster at this shit. Like from back then, I, I was good back then. I'm gonna say that. Working on a PlayStation. Right. I started with a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here I am making music with a joystick, not knowing that I had this talent as far as like a, a whole production, because I used to play the drums, but it just taught me, you know, 
Don't give up on it. Okay. So it taught you that. It taught you that. Now, what are you teaching the world through your talent when you share it? Same thing. Be fearless with your, be be fearless with your music. Like I I, I do everything. I, I'm fearless. Um, you can't box me in to nothing. You know, I like to have fun with my music. I like to teach. I like to teach people um to bring out something else that they don't they don't know they had. Mm -hmm. They didn't know they had. Like a lot of artists I work with didn't know they can do what they do now. So I like to bring that out of them. You got you got to. It's, it's something in all of us that we sometimes are scared to bring out. I'm not. Hmm, that's deep because I'm not. But that's deep because that's what separates you from a beat maker and a producer. Because a beat maker will say, "Here, do that." Mm -hmm. But a producer could coach somebody and bring something out of them that they didn't know they had. KRS One calls that being an MC when you could rap about someone else's life and give it to them not just your life a producer mm -hmm. says this is what you have but what's within you that you have as well i don't want to just make a, I, I not to cut you off i don't want to just make a song with someone i want to make an experience like the whole vibe the whole session has to be an experience to me like i i don't i don't want to i don't like sometimes our artists be like you know i'm this i'm that or whatever i'm like all right cool but I want to I want to see what else you got, cause you've done that already. Can you hear Can you hear me? I don't know what's going on in here, brother. Yeah. Ip, are you there? You there? You can't see me. I I hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you perfectly. All right. <laughs> um so i was saying when i'm when i'm with an artist in the studio i don't i don't want to just make something they've done before nine times out of ten they you know i i i, I hear their music all right cool it's dope or whatever but now i want to do something else i want to see what else you got you done done this already now let's try something else let's see let's let's push the limit or your limit, so to speak. I don't like when artists tell me, well, I, I just want to do this. I just want to do that. Not coming to me. Not coming to me. We're going we're gonna, to, we're gonna, you know, go out there. We're going to try something new. I, I, want, I want to see you do something you've never done before. Because that's going to push me to do something I've never done before. That's pivotal because that's called the yes man syndrome. Yeah, that's great. I'll just do that. Yeah, that's great. I'll just do that. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. Nah. But just like the best recipes come from time, effort, and, and you know, you got to tad a taste test. So does great music. It comes with, say that again. Let me add something here. What do you think about that? And that input is what makes an artist an artist. Throwing shit on the wall does not make you an artist. That makes you a fucking disaster. But taking time to craft and the mold and cut something beautiful out of a out of a blob into and make it into a sculpture. That's a precision in the art that most people take for granted. Do you think, when it comes to music, in general, not just today, but in general, do you think the lack of sculpting is why people feel a lot of the music tends to be soulless or lifeless in our communities today? Let's put go to today. I think there's a lot of dick riding going on. 
Like everybody wants to be like what's out now. Nobody, nobody wants to be this. I lost you again. You can you see no, me? I'm here, bro. Okay. For whatever reason, on my and the camera keep going out. Uh -huh. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of dick riding going on. Like everybody want to jump on waves and just do whatever they see out there instead of being themselves. Here's my thing. If I if I see if I see somebody do something, I'm automatically want to do the opposite of that. You know, like, I, I okay, you you did you did the trap, you did the this or whatever. I want to get away from that because it's been done. It's been done already. It's out there. It's been it's been out there. Let's let's try something else. Let's break the mold. Let's do something different. Do like like T Pain was saying. Do something else. We've heard this shit already. Do something else. Especially coming to me again. Like when you come to me, don't don't expect me to follow a trend. I, I'm I'm not that I'm not that dude to be following people. I like to I got you. You're not the guy who wants to follow trends. Tell me more. Um again. Like stop being a dick rider to me. <laughs> like stop <laughs> stop following this shit. This shit is about to die and you're going to have to come up with something new. Like music evolves just like we do. Yeah. So like why 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 the first thing you think about doing is something that's been done before? Why are you being a follower? That, that's very that's very interesting that you say that. Shout out to stress that's in the room. Um, what's up, my brother? That's that's very interesting you say that because I kind of want to jump around now. Uh, with the with the with the formation of AI technology, people are going back to the past now instead of bringing something new to the table. I don't know how they've they been heard. doing it. We've no, been doing it. Not not like now because now it's very egregious because. For some reason, nobody's letting Biggie and Pac go. And Biggie and Pac are coming back real strong now, right? I think it has to be some type of ploy going on, a money grab or something. Shout out to Doggy Diamonds because he talked about that. And I've heard New York State of Mind with Biggie saying the lyrics. And I've heard Shook Ones Part 2 with Biggie's voice. Mm -hmm. And the cloning technology is not only taking the voice and masking it, people are using AI to make music, but the robot doesn't have a soul. Why would people, in your opinion, want to copy soulless material instead of speaking from the art that God put within them in the first place? That's a question I don't have an answer for. That's that's people. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's... it's it's a lot of dick riding going on. It's a lot of copycats. It's a lot of wannabes. You know, it's, I, I've seen I've seen people do the same thing their whole career. I've known rappers who who who's, you know, I, I would hear their music and they let me hear their music or whatever. And it's like, all right, I, okay, that's dope, that's dope, whatever. That you, I've, all right, I've heard all this already. Stop showing me the same thing, cause I'm not impressed no more. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm one. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that that would tell you like, 
I'm I'm not feeling this. I, I don't like this or whatever like that. Because again, I've heard it before. Why aren't you doing anything different? Why aren't you trying to break the mold? Why aren't you trying to create a new sound? All this shit has been done. When when you come to me with something that's been done already, I'm turned off already. I'm already like, all right, we got we got to do something else. Cause why you keep doing the same thing? Me personally, I don't want to hear the same thing. I like different stuff. But isn't that what makes an artist an artist and a hobbyist just a hobbyist? I think what I think when it comes to especially what I've been introduced to in New Jersey, we have a lot of hobbyists that call themselves artists. And while they are creating some type of art, I don't think they're I can't say this. I'm not gonna say they're serious. I don't think they really want to go beyond either their city, their block, or their state. Some people don't understand that God made a world for us to interact with because we're world citizens, not country citizens. We're world citizens. <clears throat> and people uh, and music goes around the world. But it seems there's so many people that just make music to be cool to the boys or the girls club and not to the world that they live in. Do you think that applies to what you're saying? When people don't travel, then not only that. But that's, yeah, that's that's when that that's to me what makes them stuck when they don't go anywhere, mm-hmm. when they just on the block, when they when they're uh what do you, what do you call that, um when you've been locked up and all you think about is being locked up. Oh god, um, oh fucking, I, it's not is is it desensitized or now desensitized means when something happens you're used to it so much that it doesn't affect you anymore. Okay, same shit. Whatever. Okay, yeah, we use that. Yeah, we we can go with that. But um, like like again, when you don't travel, when you don't see anything else, you you won't know anything else, right? So some people are. I, I would say some artists are satisfied with just being here, or just doing music for this type of thing because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. So if that's all they know. It's going to be hard to teach that old dog a new trick but hmm. i will i will say this when it comes to me i try to show people that you don't know what you like until you hear it hmm. know what i mean okay. like some, some people don't don't even know that they like something different until they heard something different like they go to another producer and you know they they're the yes man so they keep playing them saying what they want no, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something different. You you don't want you don't even, you don't even know you like it until you hear it, or until someone pushes you to try it. Like we we need to be pushed sometimes. We need to be told, you know, you can do better, or you can do more. But what defines more? And I'm glad you said that because now we've come to the let's build part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, because it says something very substantial. And I want to build with him on that. Then we could flesh this interview out with something very particular that he said. Tyus Champagne says some people are just okay, okay with just existing, which is a sin if y'all read the Bible and are Christians or Muslims because you guys know the Angel, which is the gospel. But that's excuse me. That's considered a sin, and I want to ask you something. We have you. You said you challenge people to bring something out of them, Always. so that they know they're cap they're capable. Always. Well, there's people. We're from the great state of New Jersey. 
one of the most how this is how people say it. New Jersey's one of the most respected places to go to get your bars right, right? And we have proven people who've been in the industry that come from New Jersey. And you are somebody people talk about as one of the top producers in the game. Why do you think the artist that New Jersey is stuck on from 30 years ago, scared to come out with a new, well, not scared, hesitant to come out with a new sound and new producers to push them where their genre could be made better by experimenting with new techniques? <clears throat> we might be going in circles with this. Let's do it, though. Might be going in circles because it goes back to people are well. Let's go to what Tanya said. Some people are comfortable with existing. Some people are comfortable where they're at, and no one is pushing them to do anything different. No one's pushing them. No one tell. No one gives them encouragement. No one tells them. Okay, let's go back to you. They don't know what they like until they hear it. There, there's. I'm gonna say there's many people who like who who wants to be weird, but are scared because of their friends or they're they're a slave to opinion. They they don't they don't want to be different from anybody else. They want to fit into a crowd. Not me. Not me. That's why I, I push you to get out that crowd. That's why I try to push you to be different, to be fearless. If you're if if you are fearless. And whatever your craft is, whether it's, you know, whatever your art is, whether it's, you know, music, photography, uh, video making, whatever like that. If you're fearless, let's say you want to, you're a photographer, you take a picture of it. I'm, I'm just throwing shit out there. Yeah. Of ants or something. That's something, <laughs> that's just something, you know, normal photographers wouldn't do. Right. You know what I mean? Just something normal photographers wouldn't do, but. Everybody want to take pictures of, you know, trees and, the no, you know, the normal shit. Someone standing like this, you know, just just normal shit. But there's there's a whole world out there for you for you to you know photograph and to capture and all that. And no one likes likes to leave from their block. Everybody's so hood. Everybody's so hard. You got everybody got to be like everybody else. It's shoved down our throat by mainstream. That's another problem. Mainstream media is shoved down our throat. And the ones that are comfortable with existing, they feel like that's what they got to do in order to make it. That's far from the truth to me. Far from it. You know, how, you know, how are you going to stand out if you're in the same, if you're in the crowd doing the same thing everybody else is doing? That's a great point. Um, Salute to uh, Boss Willis. What up, Miss Ipkiss? She said, egos are the problem. And Tanya Champagne said, and a lot of them are afraid of change. Taking chances can mean rejection. And that frightens people more than anything else. But see, and that's why I wanted to go with it, because not yeah, producing like is a rejection, though. Hmm? Not producing is rejection, though. Because now you're turning your fan base off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if a fan base will grow with you, They'll go through the growing pains with you. It, but also trying something new can bring you a new fan base that you never even knew existed. I agree. It's funny that they to, to just take, go on a musical journey with me. James Brown, this soul and funk music, right? Mm -hmm. Bob James did acid jazz, right? They gave birth to boom bap music. 
which is totally different. And nobody would have known or connected that. Even today, when you think about Southern music and hi-hats and 808s and all that. Sure. That came from a break from a New York group. And their song blew up in the South. And he took the Trigger Man beat and, and went crazy with it somewhere else. Or Miami bass music came from the East Coast, and that's an extension of boom bat music. Nothing new under the sun. Right. We never know what comes from anything until you start listening to the language of music. Music is nothing but hearing something and making it make love to your ears and your mind. But it seems so many people are so celibate when it comes to their creativity that they shut off the world, God, and their fans from what they want, what they expect. As a producer, what is the hardest thing you had to ever, you had to teach an artist and how did you help them learn the lesson? Again, we're going in circles. That's the point. Cause we, 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 Again, we, we, we're yeah. going in circles with this. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing again is to bring them a new experience. It's to open them or open their minds to bring something out of them that they don't know they have. Okay. I've, I've done it before. As far as, you know, some artists will come to me with like, you know, I always wanted to do this, but never found a producer to do it. Because a lot of producers are stuck. They're, they're following trends. They're, you know, they feel like, you know, if, if, if I keep doing this, then I'll, I'll be with everybody else. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about, you know, following trends. I don't care about being in the crowd. I want to be out of the crowd. Teaching, teaching the artists, you know, to, um, come out of their character is, is, it's like pulling teeth sometimes, but, Surprisingly enough, a lot of artists want to do it, but just f afraid of failure. You can't like. I'm gonna use. I'm using. I'm using an example as far as me beat battling. I like losing more than I like winning, if that makes any sense, because every time I lose, I learn something. I learn a new sound. I learn like how the hell did he do that? You know, I hear something new, so I learn from that, and I come back stronger and better. A lot of people are scared of failure. That's the only way you learn is if you fail. A lot of people are scared of losing. A lot of people are scared of failure. A lot of people are scared of rejection. And you, 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 you got to learn that. That's it's not the it's not like the word failure. You can't use you can't use that word when you fail. You got to use it as a learning experience. So, you know, teaching, teaching artists, I, I don't, my, my goal is really not to teach them, but just to give them an experience. They got, they got to learn it on their own. So let's talk about your experiences. I want to bring up some music and you tell me if this music has hit you or affected you in a certain way and what experience did you get from it? Let's start from your Genesis, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. What did you learn from that, and what did you take away that you put into yourself and your creative um, essence? Billie Jean was the first um, 
I would say out of the ordinary song I've, I've heard. You know, I used to listen to my mother listen to soul music a lot, like, you know, Patti LaBelle, Temptations, all that Motown stuff. My mother was a big Motown fan. Motown all fucking day. So once she put on that Billy, once she put on that Thriller album, knocked me straight left. So I'm like, you know what? I, I would guess it would have to be in you to, to even want to accept that. Because, of course, a lot of people don't accept different. So I guess it was just in me to accept that there's something different out there. Michael Jackson changed the fucking game with that album. Still to this day. Yes, changed our fucking life. That shit, that album changed my life. Like, I heard that shit, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's like, that 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 first song taught me, like, it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay to be different. You know, it's, it's okay to be not like everybody else. Because him coming out with that album was a form of evolution. That's a fact. When he when he came out with that album, now shit changed. Everybody got to set their game up. But since you said that by chance, do you have Thriller Forty? By the way, I have, a, I have like a a phone full of Michael Jackson just songs. I don't I don't have the albums. But I just got songs I like. The, the Thriller you know? Forty has the demos and the instrumentals and stuff. Do you have that one? No, I don't. Yes, you do. I'll get to you later. All right, so okay. let's get okay. let's get let's continue. Okay. Ms. Boss said Thriller Smith Town puts it on with the old white man rapping on the hook. That's funny. <laughs> well, let's continue with that. So we give Michael Jackson the credit for that. Was it Quincy Jones that woke you up then and not Mike? When I found out, when I learned about artists and producer, mm -hmm. because you know. Back then, I'm I'm young. I'm like five or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, I just I just I'm just thinking it's him and all of all of his stuff. So when right. I learned that there's an artist and a producer, when I learned that it was Quincy, sure. Okay. The producer plays a big part, a big part, a huge part. Eighty percent of it, I'm gonna say, my opinion. Eighty mm -hmm. percent of it, because without that producer, there was no thriller. Without Quincy, there was no thriller. You can give Mike, you can give Mike credit, of course, because he accepted being different. Mike was different from his brothers. But Quincy, there wouldn't have been no thriller without him. Okay. There wouldn't have been off the wall without him. Okay. So as you develop from Michael Jackson, I'm a Prince fan myself. I like Prince for the simple fact. Prince's music is very intricate, instrumental-wise. I, I give agree. Mike all the credit in the world. People say who's better, Michael Jackson, Prince. I don't really care. Um, what I appreciate about Michael is musicality as a whole when it comes to vocalization. And Mike has layers in his songs that his voice just kills. Yes. When, when it comes to Prince... Prince has the orchestra thing to it, and it's not really his vocals. It's the structure and where the notes are placed that make Prince so dope to me. Like, Prince, 
like Michael Jackson is James Brown. Prince is like um, Miles Davis. It's two totally different intricate things, and you can appreciate something about it that it just it just it just goes so many ways. Prince is Quincy. He's a musician. Okay. He, Prince, Prince, Prince. I, 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 here, here's how I separate Michael and Prince. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Prince, uh, Michael is more James Brown, where you you're you're the front man, you're the artist, you know all that. Mm-hmm. Prince is the musician. He he makes music, mm-hmm. like he makes the music. Mm-hmm. Mike Mike, I, I, I seen I seen the interview where Mike says, um, when he think of something, he start beatboxing it, but he can't really play the instruments that well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, so he'll beatbox it. You know, of course he'll write to it well like that, but he have other people make the music. Prince plays all those instruments. All of them. Of course, he had you know the revolution, whatever like that. But there would be no revolution without him, because I'm sure he's guiding and producing his music. So I have like the same the same respect I have for Mike. I have for Prince. Like those those two back in the '80s, un, untouched, untouched to me. So then, sonically, can you give me another artist? From other genre, other artists from other genres who's musically, who musically opened you up and taught you something new that challenged you not to stay in your box, but to open your box up and let new things in. Timbaland. Timbaland? Timbaland. How so? Who, who sounds like Timbaland? Nobody. Nobody. Timbaland put a baby crying in a beat, which fucked me up. <laughs> he puts like weird sounds like he put coughing and whatever like that's Timbaland to me is is all right Mike 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 inspired me musically Timbaland inspired me as a producer interesting as a producer Timbaland inspired me as a producer whereas no he came out with a whole different instrumentation with his music like he like to me he changed instrumentation he changed mm. using how he how you use sounds you know everybody used regular instruments or whatever he used anything he can find so for him being fearless with his creativity and him being different that also inspired me as far as producer you can do anything you want you can you you know you can be fearless with this shit. You can be different. You can change the fucking game. Timberland ain't come out sounding like anybody else. Timberland came out sounding like Timberland. So Quincy Prince and Timberland would be your top three that has influenced you. Yes. Okay. Let's, Let's stop here. Mike. Let's not forget Mike. Let's no, not well, forget Mike. Yeah, I, I, Mike's not really a producer though. That's the thing. Um, but we'll put him in there because he was the artist. You know. You don't you don't have you don't have to play instruments to be a producer. I understand that too, because look at we are the world. Mike did that. Mike you know did what I'm saying? Yeah, Quincy uh, producer, but Mike did that. Mike, yeah. Mike and Lionel Richie wrote that song. Yeah. And if that's your top three, let's take it to hip hop now. You got an innovative revolutionary. You got a man who plays the instruments to create his sound, which is revolutionary and you got the man who put any sound together that he thought can make harmony 
that's revolutionary. The revolution is not only within your mind, it's also within your ear. What artists have you worked with? Have you worked with? Started the revolution within you to make you see not only is creativity important, not only is the music important, but it's the marriage and the relationship of them both that makes beautiful creations. I think we both know the answer to this. That's why I'm asking you, though. I mean, <laughs> it has to happen. You know what I mean? We both know the answer to this. Go ahead. Talk about it. My, my sister, Miss Gail Campbell. Mm -hmm. Sister, Miss Gail Campbell. When I first started working with her, first, first I'm going to say it was her and Mitty. Okay. I, I first, I, you know, me and Mitty been trying something for years and we finally did what we did. But when she came along, I found an equal as far as music goes. Like when she, when 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 I when when I started working with Gail, I I I, I wasn't like you know held back uh -huh. as far as music go. I, mm -hmm. let, let, I'm I'm also mentioned. Um, I I did a a real creative project with Deuce with Comic Cons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that to me was very creative. I've never done anything like that before, but it was it was fun to it was fun to do and it was real creative. But when I started when I started working with Gail, it was like when she first when I, I producers ask artists, you know, what type of you know what type of music you like to do. So when she said, you know, rock, soul, whatever like that, I'm like, yes, yes. Like I have all this music with me that's out there and no one touches it. Here she comes, give it all to me because I'm because I'm out there with you. So when I started so, so when I started working with her it was like now I can be free. Now I can, you know, create freely. Now I I can really be fearless because she's as, just as fearless as I am. And everything I gave her she just knocked out the park. Knocked it out. We we've never like it was never a time where like she'll come up with I I want to hear I want I want to do something like this or do something like that. I would normally come to her with something and you know she just do it because it's you know it's, I'm already out there with her and she like I right, let's let's do it. So I'm gonna say her, you know, including Mitty and you know. It, it it just it just expanded me more like now now i have this artist who's willing to go out there you know jump out the window with me now i can jump out more you want to do different genres we're gonna we're gonna do some different genres now that's pushing me to go different even though i'm already that way now i can do it more yeah, that that confidence, confidence and compliments come with experience because until you experience something, you never know how good it can be or what you can learn from the mistake that makes something valuable. Like, I'm sure there's a beat that you started that you was like, what the hell is this? But then that beat kind of turned into something different later. Am I correct? Always. OK, always. Every beat I made started out with some started out another way and I always. Because I'm so eclectic with music, I, when I started beat, I started five different ways. 
sometimes I would try to merge them. Sometimes it would start off this way and end up the other way. But it's, it's, it's always me starting something one way and end up something different. How about this? You know what makes me enjoy your music so much? Your wife. Yes. She is one of the <laughs> best hype people, damn yes. managers, whatever you want to call it, co-producers, whatever she was, you want to tight how you want to give her besides Miss Ipka, she's earned that. Because the joy she has in you and your creation, I think that will heighten how much you do your music because your number one fan is there to rock with you. And there's a video of y'all doing um dot at the 24 hours apiece. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite parts of the video is when she's dancing and she says, Hey, Armando, and she's clapping <laughs> in the camera. And when I, I, I mean, I, I showed that to the kids in my classroom and the mm -hmm. kids in my classroom, that's the other thing that makes me appreciate your music more is that the, the, the response of the children, because music is always going to keep you youthful. And if the youth appreciate your music, you've done no wrong. Mm -hmm. And I want to give you credit and her credit, especially because that's the one part of music that we take for granted is how our loved ones can heighten our understanding of ourselves and what we do. How has she made you a better producer? I, I love the fact that just because she's my wife, she don't, She's not a yes man or yes woman. Mm -hmm. If something is not right, she will gun me. <laughs> Bro, it's like she's like me. Like if she don't like something, she 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 will hike that shit down. But <laughs> you know, it's 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 also it also pushes me. You know, she she'd be like, you know, nah, you you can do better than that. Change this. You know, I, I, you know, you're you're Stanley because you can do you can do better than that. Like, go go back inside and finish that up. It's not finished, or or, or you can do better than that. So my <laughs> wife, she she's the ultimate pusher to me. So I I, I'm a, I would definitely say every time I'm every time I make something and I, you know she's the first person that hear it or she's there when I'm making it whatever like that. She she's like the ultimate inspiration the, that that pushes me you know to get to do better with my music. Man, look, I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it like this, yo. That that's what every person wants. Like when it comes to love, the Bible says women like to be the center of the or of the world, and men like loyalty. Her not letting you slip through the cracks is loyal beyond nah. any measure. So nah. I salute you and her and y'all union. You know what I'm saying? Salute to you for that. I salute to both of you and y'all union. May the most high bless it forever. Uh I'm glad you said what you said because there's a point to me asking all these questions the way I did and, and why this is the let's build section is because as I said, when the music hits people the right way, you create life, you create energy, you create synergy. And with all the beat battles that you have done and even the skits on Gail's albums, which are both classics, by the way. Check out Bloody <laughs> Waters out right now and let my people go. Both of, them. Stan both of them are classics. Both of um, them. Um, my question, I guess I guess my uh, coming from, from that, my question is this. When people hear your music, they dream bigger, not just get caught in the moment. And I've heard people mm -hmm. say, yo, this beat sounds big. 
Mm-hmm. To a person who produces, please explain what that means when somebody says the beat sounds big. Okay. Think of a trap beat. Huh. Think, you know, think of, if, if you can even think of um boom bap beat or whatever. Okay. Those beats, those are beats. They, they're not like a band. They don't they don't tell a story. Most, most of the time, they're just loops. They do the same thing over and over again throughout the whole song. Right. I like to change up almost every four to eight bars. Something different. A new sound come in. A, a different genre in the same beat. So when people say my music sounds big, because I like big music. I like to hear... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by movie scores. Movie scores are big to me. They like strings and you know symphonies and orchestras and all that stuff. And I incorporate that into my music. So when you have a regular hip hop beat or whatever genre it is with strings and orchestras and big bands and big drums, which is the utmost importance, your drums, because I'm a drummer, well, whatever. That that's that's why they say it's big because it's never the same thing. It 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 changes. It tells a story. A lot of times people will say, "You don't even need you don't even need to have anybody on this. I can hear this. I can listen to this by itself because it's so big. It it's telling a story. I don't know how. It's just what I do. But it's just the the beat is just telling the story by itself. You don't even need anyone on this. It's not. It sounds like it should be in movies. That's dope. Uh, it sounds epic, Miss Boss said. It's like magic, but real magic. Stan, Stan beats make you feel like a tax return, direct deposit times two. <laughs> okay. I, I respect that. And I, I like how I remember you played a beat on someone's show or in a skit. Somebody said, like, like they could they could see somebody dancing to that on the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I've heard people say like, I've heard people say that your music inspires them to see the music, not just listen to the music. Yes. And I think that's one of the biggest compliments a producer can ever get is that when somebody makes you use your senses, not just the sense of hearing, when mm-hmm. music when, when music is created, that's beyond measure. I think my last question and then let's build part of this ep- of this episode is this. Um, big music leads to big projects, big ideals and everything. But if your dreams aren't big, then you really, you're not really dreaming. You, 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 you're just pacifying the goal. What's the biggest thing that you did that scared you and made you check yourself to know that you're on a path of greatness? The biggest thing I did musically that scared me. Yes. Let me know that I'm on the path of greatness. Yes. Biggest thing. I say right now when I was in uh, Miami battling against producers all over the world. I wasn't scared because I'm, I'm never scared when it comes to battling. I want all the smoke. All of it. So when I was but when I was in Miami and battling against you know producers from all over the world, 
and I'm, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, it's the biggest thing I've, I've ever done. I didn't get, I didn't get scared. I was just like overwhelmed with a new level of where I was at because I, I, I made it to the finals. I didn't win, but I made it to the finals with hundreds of other producers. So the fact that I made it that far, you know, it was like a new experience to me to be this high up in my career, battling against producers from all over the world. So it was like, it was a new experience. It was new feeling, but it didn't so much scare me. I, I don't get scared when it comes to music. Like I, I want, I, I accept all the experiences, all of it. So that's that's why I'm, I'm I'm like fearless when it when it when it comes to anything music because I want all new experiences. I'm still a student to me. I'm a student still. I'm always learning something. That's why I like I again it's weird that I like to lose more than I like to win. Because mm. I'm always I'm always learning something, which helps which helps me and my music to grow. I hear you, but yo, he got, he got, he got trophies. Don't let that losing shit. <laughs> Don't let that losing shit come out like his man. Oh, it's, 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 it's hard to get his be, ass trust me. It's hard to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Hey, I'm not going to sit here and say. I, I would, I would never sit here and be like one of those people. Like I'm the best. This and I'm the best in Jersey. I'm, I'm all that shit like that. But because, because of course, I've lost many times. But you know. It, I, I I like I like to lose because I learn. When I when I lose, it's, it's never it's never like a problem. Like okay, all right, all right, I'm I learn something. I respect it. You don't like to lose, but you do like the experience in the competition. Sure, we put it, it that way. It ain't the losing, but sure. I got you. I got sure. you. Hey, I'm, we, I'm, want, I'm, we want I'm, to clear I'm, this up. We're good. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say most of the times that I lose, I'm gonna say like maybe. Half the time, I'm gonna say half the time because I won a lot, but I'm gonna say half the time when I lose a hell of a lot. So yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> I, I have a, a bin full of trophies of ass whoopings. I did, I just did. <laughs> so, <laughs> awards, even your, even some of yours is in there. Um, what was that? Yeah, losing like I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to. You know, lose that something. I'm not. You know, it don't it don't scare me. I don't, I'm not. I'm not scared of this journey. Mm. I accept everything that comes with it. I respect that because we can't finish the let's battle. I mean, let's battle. Sorry, the let's build part without the battles. What you, and, want, you want some smoke? Hell yeah, I want smoke. <laughs> hell yeah, I want smoke with everybody. You've seen that already. You know I, I know. Saying? I know. But 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 what I want to say is one part of hip hop that we take for granted is the producer. We always talk about the rapper. We always talk about what they're wearing. We always talk about their money. But the engineer, the beat maker, and the producer are the most slept on parts of hip hop. What do you think we can do to help change that? And how are you helping the pioneer the change of that? Change what? The, the loss of respect or the uh, or the admission of the importance of the producer, the beat maker, the engineer, something of that nature. Well, <clears throat> I put on I, I I try to um when I when I first like kind of got 
move myself to the front, so to speak, or whatever. Because I was always the type of person, I don't, don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be seen. I'm just making beats or whatever like that. So I let anybody else. I, I'm, I'm still that kind of way now, but still, I you know, I want to know, I want people to know who the fuck I am. So me and my wife, you know, we, we put on our, our first beat battle to um, help producers showcase their, their skills or whatever. We did uh, sample challenges. We're, we're, of course, we're not the only ones doing it out there, but in Jersey at that time, we didn't see anybody else doing it. I'm sure people have done it in the past, but since I've been doing music, I've, you know, I've never seen it. So we like, all right. At first I was like, all right, well, where all the beat battles at? Where all the producer events? You know, what's what's for the producer? So we we threw the beat battle, we threw the sample challenges, whatever that we were we were always fighting for the producers. We're still trying to get a beat battle at Lincoln Park Festival. They've never done it. They've never done it. So we're trying to get a beat battle happening there. We're, you know, we're just trying to give give light to the producer because without us, there is no you. So that's 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 kind of you know our our thing with giving light to the people behind the scenes. No stop there, because look, at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the beat, what the hell would most of us be doing in the first place? <laughs> that, that's just what I, that's what I just said. <laughs> yep. I just said it. Yep, yep. With, 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 again, to, to have, a, to have a, a, a major beat battle at Lincoln Park Festival, which is the, one of the biggest things that happen out here, like, come on. You got all these, you got all these rappers out there doing the same thing or whatever. And, uh, we've seen and done that. Get a fucking beat battle at Lincoln Park Festival. Get a beat battle at twenty four hours apiece. Ooh, tried that too. Didn't work out. Well, with that being said, we're going to conclude the let's build portion of the show because that's a question that needs to be answered, and we can't answer that. But the powers that be take this interview, clip that part. And send it to them. Now let's get something going. Shout out to Queen Nevea that's in the building as well. What's up, Queen? No, I love her to death, bro. I love Nevea. Yeah, bro. yeah, man. I, I fuck with Vea. And um, she, she, she's. I'm, let me just say this. She's she's another one that um I believe has more to her than what she expresses. Nevea's a dope artist. Facts. Oh, dope. by far, by far. Dope. We, we trust me. We 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 work. We're working on. We're working on something. Let me, let, boy, I'm gonna bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Not to, to, I want to take this over, but just to sidetrack for two seconds. Do thing. We went to. Uh, we we had an event in Jersey City where I was one of the speakers, and she was there. I had to give her her flowers because yes. so many people walk through life and don't get their flowers. And I will be remiss to ever let somebody who I see shine at a high level ever be dimmed by anyone but people don't 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 respect your light that's jealousy that's hatred that's envy that's everything that the bible speak against spoke against when um they said the seven sins that god hates which is like pride of life uh, um hard hardness a jealous spirit and all that i will never ever let somebody who walks in my in my way who has it not know they have it and i respect them so shout out to you queen we thank you 
Let's keep going. Uh, Tanya Champagne said, talk to Anthony Smith about uh, uh, Lincoln Park and talk to Hakeem Green about that for 24 hours apiece. We've talked we talk to them both. All right. So at the end of the day, maybe we got to bring it out of North. So sure. Your, your, your loss. We can take it to Orange. We, we can we, take it to Irvington. Trust, trust me. We've been in inboxes. We've been in their face. <laughs> we've done everything we can for years. Hasn't happened yet. But it's going to happen one day. Just, then we'll just have to make our own. One day. And I'm, and I'm with it. So I guess I guess I, I got to die for it to happen. No, you know, no. Please don't put you know, that in. You, know, you know how people. Yeah, yeah. Are, but no. all of a sudden when you die now, it's all about you. Do, you're the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you some other questions before we go, because um, there's a lot of things that we I wanted to cover with you. And I don't have the, all, all the time. Um, maybe we had to do this again as a part two. Maybe we'll do this in person. You know what I mean? Sure. Um. One of the producers that I listen to that I, I, it feeds me not into your direction, but it reminds me kind of of what you how you how you produce. Like like you use the little house of horror, little house of horrors joint, right? Little shop, little shop of horror. horrors. That's one of my favorite beats I ever heard, yo, because of the instrument, the instrumentation, and the uses of the voices. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? And um. I'm going to tell you this, yo. The RZA's beat on um, The Life After Death, um, Long Kiss Goodnight. One of my favorites. That reminds me of how you kind of produce. Because with that, with that, with that beat, you hear the, 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 the typical thing, and then you hear the bells, and then you hear mm -hmm. the, the piano, and it's like all these different sounds kind of uh, come out of nowhere, but they marry. Mm -hmm. What do you hear that makes you marry the sounds? How do they? How does it get put together in your mind? Like, is there a way that you can explain that to me? No, no. Damn, because see, no. no. See, that's what makes what you no. do so super Superman. <laughs> that's what makes no. you so great to me because I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I even I can't I can't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Don't try. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. You don't have to try. I, I don't try. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just do it. I like well, I okay, as, as I'm making something, I, I don't fucking know how to explain this shit. I'll just hear sounds. I just hear stuff. Like I I'm I'm going I'm going through sounds in my in my sound bank or whatever, whatever. Sound, I use it, or I try to manipulate it, or anything like that. I can't explain why it comes out so great. I guess I'm just a talented dude, but that's something I can't explain as far as my creation goes, as far as how the outcome of the beat goes. That's that is unexplainable, even to me, because as I'm doing it, I'm not here. I black out. Mm. I black out. I zone out. Uh, whatever I'm not here as I'm as I'm making it. I don't want nobody fucking with me. I don't. I just I'm I'm there making whatever I do and how it comes out is how it comes out. Hmm. Unexplainable. Un unexplainable. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I've rhymed before. I've been in the booth before. I've done that, but. When somebody says God level, you understand it and you don't really get it until you tried it. 
I've tried to make a beat before, long time ago. And when I say trash is a compliment, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was, I knew that wasn't for me, but I tried it so I could understand what it is. You, you see what I'm saying? And it makes you appreciate it that much more. The reason why I ask you what that feels like or what it is is because, just like you said, somebody said you go into a zone. Mm-hmm. You can never explain the zone, but when you ah. see it, there's nothing like it. And when no. you're in it, there's no way nobody can take you out of it. Hey, you ever been in the studio with someone making, creating something, and you try to talk to them and they don't hear you? Yeah, they just be here and they're like, yeah. and they leave, just, them yeah. leave them alone. Yeah. Leave them alone. Because they're, they're not here with you right now. They're yeah. in that zone. And what's what's ever happening in their head, let it go down. When you when you interrupt that, it throws everything off. Yeah, it throws yeah. it throws it all off. So and it, and it's like all right, you you when you're in that zone and you get knocked out of it, it's you hard lose. to come back. Sometimes yeah, you lose everything. Yeah, you you, you lose it all. Like I I don't even want that beat no more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unfortunately, uh, ladies, y'all could take this the wrong way. I don't care. But a lot of y'all do that to men most times because at times a man could get focused on something and your lady will kind of come ask you questions or some shit. And then you'd be like, damn. And then like, you could do that later. And you're like, no, I can't because I can't get back to the place I was in to get this thing done. The focus I had right there, you can't replace that. It's in the she, moment. You know what I'm saying? My, 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 wife, my, wife, my wife does it often. You know, she can't help it. She can't help it. But yeah, I, I get it. I yeah, it. It, it is what it is. What it is. Some, sometimes, sometimes she'll knock me out. Sometimes she'll come in to help. You know, again, she's she's one of my biggest pushers. Yeah. So sometimes she'll come in to help. Sometimes she'll ask me something stupid. I'm like, go ahead. Like, yeah. like that. You get that. Yeah. 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 Ask the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but but hey, about ladies, don't take it personal. Anybody, uh, if you're uh, um, a, a significant spouse of a lady that sings or rhymes. There's a song I heard called um, Aspirin Pills. It's all like, you blowing my high. <laughs> get the yeah, fuck out yeah. of here, you know what I'm saying? So I get it, it, it I get it. It. It, is, it is a natural high. Like, it, it is like a zone. Like, when you're in when you're in that zone, it's, 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 I don't even know where I be at sometimes. Like, I don't even <laughs> know what's happening. I don't know what's on the TV. I don't know what's happening out there. That's, again, back to what you said. There's something you cannot explain. When you're in that creative mode. Okay. Well, before we before we end, let me ask you three more questions, and then we go to the you know the, the fun part. Today's hip hop seems to drag, and is no drums, or it's missing the bottom, which is hard to explain in the beat. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And some. And some beats are hi-hats and 808s and nothing else. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say hip-hop is missing something when it comes to the music. What do you think is missing in the not in the music part of it as a producer? Work. Work ethic. <laughs> um, some people just put together two or three instruments and that's it. Because that's all these dick-riding artists ask for. That's all they want. You listen to the music now, all it is is three sounds and that's it. 
are are you a fan of the Derringer sound? What the hell is Derringer? That's the Griselda's beats. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of whatever hits my whatever hits my soul, whatever I like. Like I don't care what who the artist is, I don't care who made the beat. If it hits me, it hits me. If it don't, but today's music, today's mainstream music, it don't really hit my soul. Like anything I have on my playlist on my phone, nothing from today, nothing, nothing. Okay, so here's my next question. Chuck D said the future of hip hop is overseas. Do you think Afrobeat saved hip hop and gave it a new leg to stand on? Let me say I love Afrobeats. I love it. I love it. I, 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 I've created a few Afrobeats, and it's so fun to make. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I, I'm not, I don't know the the connection between Afrobeats and hip-hop. I don't. I, again, I don't listen to mainstream music like that, so has has anybody ever rapped to an Afrobeat? Yeah. That you heard of? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I but I listen. I like to listen to Africans on Afro beats. Okay. I like to listen to the original language on Afro beats. Some rappers maybe can pull it off. I haven't heard it yet. But let me tell you how how I listen to music. I don't listen to music. I can care less about the words. I'm not, a, I'm not a lyrical person. I don't want to listen to the words. I'm listening to the overall feel, the melody, the drums. You know, the artist plays a part as far as the flow of it, how they flow to the beat. I don't care what they're saying, but as long as they flow to the beat well, as long as they're on key, that's that's what gets me. I don't I don't, I don't care about lyrics. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a lyric person. There's, there's not one song... Even with Michael Jackson, there's not one song I've heard that I like the song because of what they're saying. It's just the overall vibe, the overall feel of it. I'll listen to the I will I'll listen to the words later, maybe, after I heard it a hundred times, but there's never the words. So, but back to Afrobeats, I I I fucking love it. I, I like Afrobeats. Okay. So then my next question would be this. Does music make love to your heart or does music make love to your soul? Both. Music make love to everything. Music music can do anything. Anything. Music can, music can make you smarter and dumber. <laughs> music, 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 can, music can do anything. It, it brings you to the past and the future. It can make you happy, sad, you know, scared. It it does it, it can change the fucking world if if mainstream was to push the type of music that can change the world. I don't know what the like. Of course, we know mainstream is all about money. They pushing this dumb shit. So now everybody's dumb. Everybody's dumb because of the dumb shit they push on mainstream. But music can do so much if we gave it a chance to do it. My thing is one one thing about that I like about working with Gail. We don't we don't we don't care what people like. When we when we're creating, we do what we love to do. And that's it. I don't I I'm I, you know I, I can't 
speak for her and her brain, but we're not looking for fame and and you know whatever else is happening out there. We're just doing what we love to do. And what comes out is what comes out. So the like the the mainstream is is just is 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 it has of course you know it has its own agenda to make us dumb. It's 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 to, it's to make us dumb, and it's like let's let's say let's say an artist like Gail came out with uh what let my people go, that would never be on the radio. Never. But we don't care. We did it because we love doing it. But to push something like that will mean you have you will have to uh, you will have to the mainstream will have to come to an agreement to change the world. To push artists, you know, that speaks on something that preaches stuff, you, you have you have to come to an agreement to change the world because music can do that. Music can change your whole mood. I'm glad you said that because on AN and RB, shout out to Niles the Romantic. He had a show that we did and it said, um, who controls the music, you or the radio? And why do we let the radio control what we want to listen to? Because back in the day, we had shows where we would say, turn that shit off or put something else and put something else on, play that. Mm-hmm. And when they got rid of that, it seems like they took the human and the and the cultural and community element of music out. Of what was played on the radio. I think, I, think the, I think the radio is a death trap. Still needed though. Do you really? Yes. You have the internet. You have the yeah, internet. No, you can choose. No. You can choose. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I don't agree. You mm-hmm. can choose what you want to listen to, bro. You can that's choose what different. you want to listen to. But that's different. That we're saying two different things. You definitely still need the radio because if you're gonna make a living off of music. Until you get so well known that people know who you are, that's still a open. That's still a door that you would want to walk through at least once. Do do, do you know that there's multi million dollar artists who has never been played on the radio? But their name got some somewhere, or they did some type they of relationship. Not. They, they, they did. No. They did no relationship building whatsoever. No, no. not on the radio. No, right, no. Cool. Give me one. I can't think of a name off the top. Because most people, most people, let's say Ryan Leslie, but Ryan Leslie had he, he's from a radio release. He, he's from back when radio was cool, but that, that's still that that's something. Um, see, radio is weird because you have morning radio, afternoon radio, night radio. You have late night. It's still radio as long as you're heard one time or something that's nationally syndicated. It does something for you. Like, I'm going to keep it real. As great and talented as you and Gail's project is, to hear Dot on Hot 97, Z100, 107.5, or whatever, whatever it is, whatever to hear that on and just to see that, that's a landmark thing that still exists. Even if you heard on, um, we said mainstream radio, I'm saying. But even if you go to internet radio, to be heard there, it's still big because it's like we said, we want people to get out of their 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 um seven to eight block radius and go somewhere else. I'm, so I'm it's not still is there. I'm not saying take radio out completely. I'm talking right, about I'm talking about as far as what 
is being played on radio now. We hope you like the commentary on this interview, for this is only part one of this classic interview on Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This interview is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We are more than music. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating those who laid the foundation for this culture that we call hip hop. If you like the commentary, we ask that you subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com to not miss any content that is released. We also ask that you follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. And if you'd like to see the visual of this complete interview, it's available on YouTube at Heritage Hip Hop. If you'd like to donate to this platform to see it grow and to bring more, we have a cash app that you could donate to, dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop, and a PayPal Heritage Hip Hop. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Heritage Hip Hop podcast. But remember, this is only part one. Part two is coming soon. So may the most high bless you. Peace. And we out.